たちを本当の自分自身でやった Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of decade. Where I am Shin Garrett, I'm Evan, and I'm Chris. And this week we watch two more episodes of Kiva because Kiva is the show that we're watching right now. Yeah, cause got to get through it and finish it, and then we can actually move on to a good show. Evan, are you okay? Your voice sounds weirdly bassy. Uh. I don't know. It does. I, are you hearing that, Garrett? I am. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're that, fine, what? then you're okay. fine. It's just you know, just checking. No, oh, I'm okay. fine. I don't know. I'm a little sniffly, but okay. that's about it. More power to it works. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna. I wrote words. We're gonna actually change a bit. We 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 yeah. Garrett actually wrote a synopsis this week. So we're going to kind of shoot through these. The idea is to just kind of power through the plot stuff so then we can get straight into the nitpicking. Right, yeah. So, Garrett, you want to try and lead in with your synopsis for episode 23? I do. Uh, I first feel like of all... I'll, I'll interject if I really need to. Okay. Yeah, we, we could interject at, the, at proper moments. I'll allow it, I suppose. Um, anyway, episode 23 is called... Uh, variation fugitives forever and the the cavat talk at the beginning because i also noted these because i feel like they're worth noting i actually do kind of like them yeah they're pretty fun yeah so cavat talks about how to make uh, delicious uh, omu rice where one should mix the rice before adding the ketchup otherwise it gets sticky yeah you want to make omelet rice gotta add ketchup yeah like th- that's the one thing that makes me not want Omu rice because I don't like ketchup that much, but you don't like ketchup? No, not huh. really. Huh. Tomatoes are the double. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Tomatoes You're are not. Bad, Chris. Wait, did we've eaten pizza together before, right? Yeah. I, okay, it's like I didn't imagine that. Yeah, but tomatoes are bad. Do you do you like uh, getting your do you like getting pizza with like Alfredo sauce as the sauce then? No, pizza pizza's fine, like pizza's fine, salsa's fine, raw tomatoes a no go. Okay. And ketchup, like if it's on something I'll eat it, but I won't go out of my way to, to Do you use just it. not think like things that have a strong vinegar flavor, or is it specifically the tomato? No, it's specifically the tomato, because like Tabasco sauce is great. Oh, okay. Hey. Well, that's how you feel, I guess. Uh, just a weird position. Okay, I will um, accept that weird if, position. If the tomato lobby needs to cancel us, you know, just direct that at Garrett. I man, I I will shill for tomatoes if they want to lobby for us. <laughs> if they will send us money, I will make Garrett <laughs> renounce his tomato hating ways. I'll put ketchup on everything if they give us money. Also, we should talk about Kiva instead of tomatoes. I know. Um, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting I'm there. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Synopsis, Garrett. Right. So I broke this into the the '86 and the 2008 part because that's how I wrote it. So the '86 section starts with Queen, also known as Wataru's mom, killing a Fangar woman who is in a relationship with a human man, and just commenting on about the oh, why would a Fangar Yo. love a weak human? And oh, you know, no, for that's so weird. Mm. Uh, 
This is called dramatic irony, children. <laughs> um, and then after that, we immediately cut to that it's uh, Cafe's master's birthday, and Yuri gets him like a weird sumo shirt, while Jiro gets him the better gift of a record um, from the idol group that they liked, and it's all signed. Which uh, is a I'll... pretty good gift, actually. Those are usually not cheap or easy to get. I'm kind of amazed that Jiro was able to get that. Like, th- when Wataru gave them that fake signature, the way they reacted made me think of, oh god, this is something super difficult to get, as, you know, it would be for some type of idol groups, I guess. But how did Jiro make enough money to buy this? Uh, he uh, murdered people. Yeah, probably. That could have happened, yeah. I mean, he could have just stolen it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Also, Otoya is there and comments that his birthday is soon and he should be celebrated as well. Um, and then Yuri comments about how he's eating omo rice because that comes into play later. And then we pretty much, the next time we're in the past, uh, the monster duo of Franken and Merman are being kicked out of their legally run massage parlor place. Massage foot buffer. Because uh, the government thinks they're illegal immigrants, I think? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> also, I did want to note, uh, in the section of when we're in the shop and Toya is eating Oma rice, there is a very nice mm. cut between the uh, future and the it's past. It's a super sick cut. Yeah. It's the first time I think they've staged the past and the future on the same set at the same time, and then just had the past disappear, like, in between a cut-in and a zoom back out. Because they're having Yuri, when they're having Yuri talk with Atoya after she's finished, uh, Megumi walks by Yuri, and the camera follows Megumi, and then suddenly we're in the future. And Wataru and Mio are sitting yeah, at the Yeah, it's really table. cool. I, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, if I had watched these before, like, more than a few minutes before we recorded, I probably would have done some research and seen if this was, like, a change in director, or if, like, who had this idea to stop so strongly separating the past and future segments and instead start blending them and interlacing them, but I have not had the chance to do that research yet i believe the uh, i believe the director is consistent throughout uh the writer's consistent throughout right the writer is the yes anyways consistent okay so i might do some research on that for next time okay we'll hold you to it <laughs> um so the shop was being shut down jury juro comes by commenting that you know they're all having some bad luck and then gets the gets the duo some jobs at the cafe i'm sorry jiro you're not having bad luck she's just not into you dude yeah (laughs) that's not bad luck that's what he said i know i know and i'm talking to a guy from a show in 2008 i know it's pointless but dude it's we appreciate the effort though that's true Evan, I just want—I just need to mention again how much your weirdly sexy baritone is throwing me off this week. <laughs> um, just, well, all right then. Okay, I'm sure our listeners can hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna love that. The, the, like the audio tracks—it's gonna just be like normal sounding Evan. We're just gonna find out it's a weird Discord thing. Uh, maybe. 
That would be very unusual. <laughs> That'd be weird. As you can all hear, it's definitely not just him or the track. I'm working with it. Sorry, y'all. So then we then get to see the monster couple at the cafe, and we also see Yuri doing some secret cooking, and Atoya uh, goes and questions it and has some antics that happen. While that's going on, the important part is that there's a couple of a man, and then the woman comes in, and uh, the woman also pretty much just reads the guy and is like, oh, you want to break up with me? She's like, oh, so what's this about? And he's just kind of sitting there looking very nervous and sweaty and just, uh, 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 uh. Oh, so you want to break up? Uh. I, I guess I wasn't fully paying attention for a few minutes, because for a few minutes I'm like, what the hell is going on with this guy? He, he's obviously a fangire. Yeah. He's, he's obviously yes. a fangire, that's what's going on. I just did not, I, I guess I just wasn't fully invested for a few minutes there and did not pick up on that incredibly obvious fact. Yeah. So then she leaves after putting in, like, his exact amount of sugar that he likes in the coffee. Then pretty much, like, the next time we cut back, the the boyfriend, whose name is Shinji, uh, comes home and he finds the shoes of his girlfriend named Ryoko there. And he's like, wait, didn't we break up? Yeah, like, my first blush at this was like, oh, so the girl is the fangire and she's a fucking weirdo. Oh, okay, so we're going this angle. This is actually kind of neat and interesting. Oh, well, a little... No, it's just... The guy has been... Apparently, the guy has been back and forth. According to... I think the, I think the line was they had broken up and gotten back together like four or five times. He runs back out to, to like, reconfess his love to her, and she's like, you know we broke up five minutes ago, right? Oh, that's what... Okay, I misread it. Right. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, it, it's kind of weird because I, I didn't read it this way at first. That It just seemed, like, really weird. But going through it again, like, it's pretty, like, the actors do a pretty good job of conveying the fact that they're in a relationship that's close enough to where she knows what he's trying to express without him really saying it. And he's trying to say something he really doesn't want to say. So that's why they're acting so weird around each other. Yeah, because basically what happens, they have, like, a discussion slash fight, I guess you can kind of see it as a fight, where she, you know, expresses her side of it, where, like, she's done things for the relationship and given up, given up things and all of that stuff, and then the guy is still being wishy-washy about it, and she's like, alright, this time it's for real, and then she leaves, and then the next time that we cut back to the past, he realizes he's being dumb, and he runs out, and they meet up at the at a faded train tracks, and he reconfesses his love, and he's like, "We will always be together forever." And then it's their year anniversary. Bum uh, bum bum yeah. bum bum. The the uh the queen does walk past them when they're yeah, near that's the train tracks. When they yeah, after they like make up and start walking back home, uh, queen walks past them. I was definitely wondering, like, uh, wait a minute. So she knows that they're doing the thing that she's supposed to kill them for? Is is there, like, a rule on when she needs to do it? Maybe it has to be over a year? <laughs> Maybe there's, like, a grace period? Like, you can have this much love with a human before I have to murder you? Right. I Yeah, I don't um, know. It felt like it's... Maybe she has, like, some ability to sense, like, oh, nope, you're actually in love. 
Who knows? I don't know. If she has love powers, like, I would actually kind of think that's great. Uh, I, I would not mind that. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Um, but back at the cafe, uh, Yuri has a number of failed umu rice dishes. Though Franken comes by, or, or Riki, Riki, is that his Ricky's real name? His name? I forget yeah. which. Yeah, that's his civilian name. Yeah, he comes by and he tastes one and he immediately falls in love with Yuri. Nailed it. And I'm like, danger, he eats people he he's in love with. That's also true. Uh, he also walks into this scene in an adorable maid's apron that uh, he yeah. looks good in. Uh, it did make me crack up when he walked onto screen because uh, I really didn't expect it. But yeah, Ricky good outfit. is a delight in these episodes. He's just this big buff dumb guy and it's not dumb but simple and it's kind of the best is he one of those himbos that the internet has been talking about i he probably would qualify as a himbo yes true in anime archetypes he kind of reminds me like he's becoming more like the kuabara or the joey you know just ricky opens his mouth yugi <laughs> I'm turning into a Franken Yugi. <laughs> what is, is that Brooklyn? That sounded more like he was a Jewish Franken. I have not actually heard Joey Wheeler voice in years, so that is based off a terrible memory. <laughs> anyway, we cut back to the couple where they where they uh, plant a silk tree, and Shinji swears on it that they'll always be together forever. And then comments to himself on how he'll succeed at escaping. And then they they also put up a nice little plaque, too. Yep. Um, it's, it's not that they put up a plaque. It's that he has this handmade sign that he just hangs from one of the tree uh, branches. Well, the tree's not big enough to carve their name into it yet. That is true. Yeah. Um, we then cut to the park where Merman is trying to teach Ricky how to confess his newfound love to Yuri... And uh, Atoya comes in and is like, no, 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 no. I got this. Atoya has also, for the entire episode, been doing a dumb joke where he's got a uh, megaphone. And he's he does he's, have a megaphone. He's announcing himself like it's for a sports game. Right. It's very That, that comes back later. That, that pays off in future episodes. Oh, jeez. What? Okay. It, it does. It Pays off next episode, Chris. I mean, oh, wait. Okay, yeah, you meant next episode. <laughs> I thought you were saying that he becomes a sports announcer or something. I was like, what? No, I, I just meant the bit pays off. Gotcha. Um, And then the next scene is Queen is hunting the boyfriend, but then is stopped by Toya, who basically ends up saving the couple. And then Yuri and Jiro show up, and then there's, ah, there's just like antics between... The boys and Yuri's doing a pretty decent job of just like brushing him off, which is which is kind of new. From there, we then uh, have Atoya um, trying the Oma rice that Yuri makes and basically just telling her the truth right away. And she's like, "Oh, it's it's kind of bland." And she's like, "No, but no, that's no, it's not bland." It's he's like, "Oh wait, no, 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 it's it's the best thing ever. It's really good." Atoya, though. tell me the truth. It's yeah, bland. it's bland. And then the 86th side of the episode ends with uh, Jiro confronting Atoya and killing him, question mark. Not really. 
Uh, yeah. This is the first time he murders him in this set of episodes. Yes. Uh, it doesn't quite take. Yeah, and then Jiro goes, like, full douchebag and is like, Yuri belongs to me. So on and so forth. Yeah, it's... Toy is just out there playing his playing his song. Jiro shows up and goes, I hope you enjoyed your last meal. Welp. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your last meal because uh I'm just going to I've I've I have gone crazy this past episode. Nago has infected me. I was definitely and wondering so like gonna did kill you. either of you guys have a sense for what was the breaking point for Jiro on this? The rice. Cuz it seems really arbitrary that he's just like that's it. I've had enough. Time for murder. I think it's like the birthday thing and like and like Yuri going out of her way to learn how to cook for Atoya. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm, that makes if sense. If I'm thinking about it, if you remember the past few episodes, there's every single time, or most every time, that Yuri and Atoya have had a scene together and been romantic, Jiro's been yeah, lurking in seen the background. That, but, like, it's not clear exactly why he decided to escalate this time. Yeah, well, no, it's not clear, but... There is precedent for this. It's just, they didn't really give us a build-up. It's just, oh, Jiro's creeping around in the background, and then suddenly yeah. he decides... It, it's not, like, out of nowhere. I just, I don't know. So, yeah. So, those 86 part of this episode. The 2000, like, the 08 side, I think, is, like, the shorter part. And because that part just starts off with Megumi questioning Wataru about getting another date with Mio, you know, because they're perfect for each other and there's really bad wataru cg blushing throughout god that fucking <laughs> blushing is terrible yeah it's not the best um wataru then oh wow yeah you're you're right yeah that's bad <gasps> wataru then questions megumi on her love life and where she admits to being single and unfortunately her type is nago uh this is the only time nago appears in this episode and it's the worst line in the episode yeah. Apparently you're apparently Megumi's in Denago now. Which that's that's bad. For no for no reason. Yeah. This entire time going like no fuck Nago. No fuck I mean, Nago. Maybe it's just they're only allowed to have one cool female character at a time, and right now Queen gets to be that. Uh, it was I mean, they they ruined this back in episode twenty. The second she like Threw him the belt and was like, you know, hey, I've grown as a character, so time for me to take this perfect visual and narrative metaphor for transformation and growth and give it to this guy. Like, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. That, that, that just they're not going to do any more interesting stuff with Megumi. I'm almost sure. Do you know who's cool and interesting? And I can't wait to get C ruined. M- me, Mika, Queen, Queen, oh, Queen. I mean, that would be hard to do, but yeah, I guess this is Kamen Rider Kiva. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Queen fan right now. She's extremely cool. Yeah, I like her a lot so far. Um. So anyway, so Megumi explains that who she wants as a lover is Nago, and he and Kengo enter the cafe, and then Megumi's like doing like the weird like holding the hand up trying to hide herself. Also bad. Um. But then we cut to her at her modeling gig and we find out that the like other model that's supposed to be modeling with her has like a stomachache or something and the photo guy's like hey do you happen to know anybody who can model on short notice 
I guess double person amateur modeling photo shoots is like a thing in Japan because this was a major plot point in Persona 5 too. And I feel like I've seen it in other places. It's, I don't know. It's just this is a weirdly specific plot point. Who's the model in Persona 5? Did I not do and, that and, social link? And, and Oh. <gasps> yeah. You and can they... tell how much of Persona 5 I remember. <laughs> I forget who they rope in to be the, no, didn't, maybe she got roped in to be the secondary, but it, it, it doesn't matter. I just thought it was weird to see it turn up again. Um, so then we basically just cut to Megumi being like, hey, Mio, you should totally do this. And Mio's like, oh, no, I can't. But then Wataru's like, no, I think you can do it. And then Mio's like, okay. So next is said uh, modeling shoot where Mio is, of course, nervous. But Megumi's like, no, 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 it's fine. You know, just just do your best. Try not to be nervous. Think of something happy. And then in this she... episode, Mia reminds me of Jake from Adventure Time, where she's like, "Actually, I can. I'll do anything. You say my name three times." <laughs> huh? I don't get. I don't understand that reference, but that's okay. You should watch more Adventure Time. It's really uh, so you've told me. Yeah, Megumi's just like, "Hey, think of something that makes you happy," and she looks at it with Taru, and then everything's perfect with the modeling. Yeah, then <sighs> she does the cute smile, and it's perfect. <laughs> oh yes, you're wonderful. It's great. It's pretty hackneyed, but also like genuinely sweet. Like I, I, I actually really liked that. No, like this, this is still fine. <laughs> up, up to this point, this episode has been fine. Well, well, no, except for like the shitty Jiro part. Minus that part, everything I've said so far has been fine. Or the part where Megumi's like, "I love a man with conviction, even if he's a moron." Yeah, I just forget <laughs> that part exists. But yeah, besides those two parts, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're uh, batting high average here. Yep. And then the boyfriend from the past, Shinji, comes by and steals a necklace that was going to be used for the shoot. Uh, Wataru runs after him, and he's like, oh, he disappeared. And then he comes in in bear fangire form. And then they fight. Uh, Wataru doesn't do good. He turns into wolf form. Also doesn't do good. Fangire gets away. And then the last part of the 08, 08 stuff is... The boyfriend goes to visit um, his girlfriend in the hospital where she appears to be extremely ill and he's about to present her in the necklace. Yeah, she's tragically dying, so he had a good reason to steal. I mean, it's not really a good reason, but he had a reason to steal stuff. Yeah, I I think, yeah, the reason for it's pretty weak. It's a pretty bad reason. He, like, figures that out himself here shortly. I don't even know if he does, and he just says it out loud and it's like, eh. That, that sure is something. I, I mean, when they go to the tree, it seems like he's like, oh, I should have just, you know, figured out what she cared about. That's a better idea. <laughs> and that was episode oh, At least you learned how to be a good boyfriend before you died. Yeah. So yeah, I thought 23 was like surprisingly decent. Yeah. Yeah. Some good setup stuff. I like this one. Yeah. Not too bad. It's like 23. It feels like it's feels like Kiva before it hit the wall. <laughs> that's true i i mean the bit with uh jiro just deciding to murder otoya at the end i was kind of like whoa that was out of left field but yeah that part's bad like the jiro stuff is really bad right now the megumi uh, stuff is unforgivable yeah no it's megumi has no reason to be falling in love with nago other than the fact that the writer has decided that she's falling in love with nago yeah i hate it like nothing, nothing has happened between them that would make me think, yeah, yeah, these two, would, yeah. I I think that the writer thinks that Nago like 
supported her a few episodes ago and now she's like oh i see that you care about me and i'm like that didn't happen he never did that <laughs> you have inserted the requisite amount of good like, boy coins i must now no, repay no, that, you that's with true. sex uh, Jiro does seem to actually think that if he is cool, once he expresses a certain amount of cool at a lady, that she will love him. Also, like, he just got, like, shot down from, like, the marriage thing, too. He's, he's having a bad time. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, the monster in this episode is, uh, a bear? I thought yep. when he first showed up that he was a kitty cat fangire. Because he has little, little, little cute kitty cat ears. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he's got adorable little ears. I mean, bears have ears too. Right, but I didn't interpret them as bear ears at first. I just saw a little... When I saw it and I saw the claws, I thought of that one show you made me watch a couple episodes of with the lesbian bears. Yurikuma Rashi? Yeah. Yeah, That show's great. Uh, (laughs) But yes, this is like that. (gasps) It is. That's why why I thought of it. (laughs) I'm glad you agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's kind of a cool fangire though. The claws okay. are pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's wearing like a like he's got this thing that hangs down over the top of his head, like he's wearing a I don't know, like a morning shawl or something. I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like like the when you wear a towel on your head. Um, uh, uh, do people wear towels on their head? Some something when you're out of the shower and you're drying your hair. Oh, I it didn't read like that. It looked more sad to me. Oh. That's fair. I because like I was looking at it from behind and like the little bits in the end they look like like rolled up like towel and like little balls. Huh. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I I did not read it and he as he was a uh, just got out of the shower boy. Yeah. Though. I mean, I just saw that cuz it just happened to be like the the frame I was on. <laughs> okay, so uh we want to hit episode 24 now. Do we have any... I, I feel like uh, we, we kind of covered everything about 23, actually. I mean, Queen's cool. Have I mentioned that I like Queen yet? Because I do. Uh, Yeah, she's extremely good outfit. Her actress has Look, some very good screen presence. Look, her outfit is super presence. good. I love that she just like has the, clo- the hood that she just removes all the time dramatically. <laughs> oh, like, I had not even realized that, but yeah. She only has that hood so she can take it off dramatically. <laughs> and then when she does, like, her hand-killing thing, she takes off, like, the weird, like, fingerless Lolita glove thing. Yeah, because right, right. The, the emblem won't show if she, like, she opens her hand and she's got that glove on. I mean, it probably would. I think it's, I think it's aesthetic. <laughs> I choose to believe it's, it's an aesthetic thing. Does she mention the thing in this episode where she says, uh... The the Queen's powers generational. Nope, next episode. Yeah, episode 24, like, it should be better than it is, unfortunately. It's got parts I like. It does have parts I like, too. Because it also has Emperor form. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. Emperor form is fucking great. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Gate's majesty, but, I mean. Uh, other way around. No, I like to think Gates was first. Time uh, travel, Evan. Unlike in Zeo, time is linear in this in the reality where these shows are made. That's what that's what you think. <laughs> Episode twenty four is Emperor Golden Fever, and uh, Kavat teaches us about the Silk Tree, which is part of the Pulse family, 
and apparently there's like a Japanese pun with the Nemo tree meaning sleeping, and because uh, the leaves yeah. close, it droop at night. Nemuri is, is literally sleep, so yeah, and Nemu is like the a conjugated form of that. Yeah. Japanese puns. I, I waved my hands like for, for effect, <laughs> but you couldn't I, see it. I kind of heard it. I, I think I kind of heard it in the way you said it. <laughs> the way I said it. I'm glad I inflected it properly. Um, so starting back off in 86, 86 pretty much starts off right where the previous episode left off where Atoya is being dead. So he dies again. <laughs> this is death too. Um, I mean, this is the same death. We're just seeing it again. <laughs> It's still death to electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, he is de- uh, deathing uh, face down in a river. Yep. Luckily, though, um, Shinji and Ryoko find Atoya's body in the quarry, and they're like, "You know what? Maybe we should take him in. Maybe, maybe no, leave this random body floating in the river. It works what out because Atoya saved them from Queen before. They're repaying the favor, and they don't even know. That's yeah, true. That's that's good dramatic irony, actually. But you know. That's not going to last. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Yuri meets up with Franken Ricky, who tries to confess his love to Yuri by mimicking how Atoya was last episode with the megaphone. Did he, like, call her out there, or was or did he just show up at somewhere that she was at? I wasn't sure. I, I think he called her out. Yeah, she starts the scene okay. with "What did you want to talk about?" So I assume okay, he asked her to yeah, meet him true. somewhere. Yeah, I missed that bit. Um, and then so Yuri quickly catches on. Is like, "All right, so Atoya taught you this. Obviously, where is he?" And <laughs> she starts calling out for Atoya. I do, I do kind of love that Yuri is like when weird things happen in her life. She's just like, "Well, this is Atoya's fault." I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's she's right all the time, but you know. That's true. Um sadly, Atoya does not come out, but you know who does? Jiro. And Jiro's like, "Atoya's gone. You should only call my name from now on." And then Yuri's like, "How about no? Because I love Atoya now." And Jiro's like, "Well, well he's dead." So and then knocks out Yuri and takes her away. Jiro. Jiro's bad this episode. He was bad last episode too, but he's all he's worse this episode. Right. He's like a a, I don't know. It's a lot like that one other fangire that's like the weird Joker guy with the sock puppets. He's doing basically the same thing. He's just trying to look cool in between that. Man, did did you watch the preview for next episode where it totally shows him making a comeback? Yeah, I did see who's gonna come back next episode. I did notice that, yes. Did you see that he also had stolen Ixa? I did not. <gasps> okay. That'll be weird. It's gonna be a thing. Um. Anyway, that's next episode, not this episode. Um. This episode then continues with Atoya waking up at the couple's house, where he's like, he doesn't immediately flirt with Ryoko, which is kind of weird for him. Yeah, deeply unusual. Um, maybe it happens off camera because we cut away pretty quickly to show Shinji walking home with some groceries and he's confronted by Queen and they have some banter back and forth. It's like, you know, you're not supposed to love humans. Well, I'll just survive long enough until God kills you. And then she's like, well, we passed down our powers such so that the next queen will kill you. 
And then Shinji transforms, and then Atoya throws a bike at him. <laughs> That's funny, fun. <laughs> oh, monster, save the lady! It, it's pretty funny, actually. It, it I, I really like out of nowhere. Yeah, Queen has this great bit after that. <laughs> oh, the, the yeah. Atoya and Queen have this bit after where Atoya's like, oh, look, I saved you. And she's just like, oh, I'm just the damsel in distress, huh? And you saved me. And then she slaps the shit out of him. And he's like, uh, interjection. Rachel wanted me to say, uh, Atoya getting slapped was her favorite part of this episode. Okay. It was pretty good. She thought um, that was the best part of Kiva this time. All right. I, I do want to interject, though, that he likes it. So maybe uh, rethink that part. True. But, you know, hey. Yeah, they have a banter and, and Queen slaps Atoya and she's like, that's what I, that's how I think of you or something like that. It was something like that made me think of you or something. And then she walks off and Atoya's like, fuck, I think I like that. Well, it, it, it this had been born of many, many way, way back when Yuri started hitting him a bit. He's like, oh, this is the first time I've ever been hit with by a woman. I kind of like it. Um, you know, now that we know a little bit more about Atoya, I think he was lying. That was not the first time he'd been hit by a woman. Almost no, certainly. Probably not. No, that's true. It doesn't change the fact that he likes it, though. Right. Um, and then after that, Franken runs into Atoya. This part, like, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of just a scene that happens, I realized, when I was going back and writing this. But it happens, so it's here. It, it's literally just so that Atoya can figure out where Yuri is. Oh, oh, that's that's the only that that's the only reason that makes sense. Because because he doesn't know where Yuri is, and then Franken comes up and goes, "Oh, Jiro has Yuri." That's right. probably true. We yeah, we don't see that, but he doesn't have any way to know that otherwise. Also, before I continue, I want to interject that on the Google Doc where it does like the animal things. One of you is a bat, and I feel like that's very um, on point for this. Hey, did you know? I think that's Chris. I can hang upside down. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll get to weird, like, weird bat wing things on, on feet later. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. So the rest of 86 is gross. Yeah. So we then... Yeah. We then yeah. cut to Jiro, who has Yuri tied up, and he, he's lost it at this point. And then when he we come back... He's full murderous incel. Yeah, it's basically yeah, like uh, going around, it's like, no, he's dead. You have to love me. Why don't you love me? I was the one that came... I've done all the nice things for you. I... I'm 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 a nice good friend. Why don't you love me? I'm oh, a nice guy. Shoot, I forgot the part before when she was with Franken and stuff. She admits to loving Atoya there. Right. No, oh, you did. I did. You said that. Yeah, good job, did. me. Yeah. Um, um, it's super weird too, because like, in one way, this is kind of. It seems like maybe the first time we've seen Jiro be genuine in an emotion. Uh, so like that's fucked Actually, up. Actually, yeah. It always has felt as if Jiro has been putting on, like, I have to act human. I must I must be the human so that they do not suspect. And this, this perception of how relationships are going to work feels very animalistic and possessive and almost kind of fits, and I hate myself that I'm justifying it. 
not justifying it, but explaining it. From a character perspective, it's like kind of interesting, but from narratively, like this is just way beyond the pale, like super. Yeah, they I should mean, not have gone here <laughs> with this yeah. story. You know, kidnapping her and taking her out there, you know that bit's fine, ish. <laughs> but uh, Evan pro kidnapping. Okay, I, Got I, you I down really for that just one. want. Of course. I really just want the vine ropes explained. Yeah. I was definitely wondering if he, like, took a level in Druid or something to get that. I don't think that's a cantrip, Chris. (laughs) Well, you get first level spells and you take level. Is is there a first level spell that... I thought that was, like, a second level spell. Entangling Roots, bud. Entangling Roots is first level? Oh, you know what I think? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I used that before. It's a good spell. (laughs) Um. Anyway, Atoya shows up in the forest to save Yuri, and Jiro transforms into Wolfman in front of Yuri. Um, Atoya almost gets killed again, but then Yuri comes to his aid and shields him and is like, I love Atoya. And then Jiro's like, well, I'll kill you too. And then he's thinking about it. He's thinking about it super hard, but then he doesn't. And then kind of just like stares and broods for a bit and then walks off. It almost, like, he's still kind of an irredeemable fuckhead, but I, I almost feel bad for him because he, he gives up. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it, he, he's pushing and pushing and pushing in terrible ways and doing horrible, horrible things, but when confronted with no, it's not, it's not gonna happen. Uh. Weird. Also, I'm probably just thinking about this because Rachel was talking about it the other day, but this is kind of like a, a Phantom of the Opera moment for him, where he's yeah, just like, okay, bit. she's never going to genuinely love me, I guess I'll let it go. Yeah, a little bit. I I could definitely see that. I want to say there's some of the thing, too, because like, during that part, Jiro's eyes do like the glowing red thing, and like it's where he's most feral. And I know it, it mirrors to... At times when Kiva is in um, Garu form, where he has kind of that same same rage going on. So I wonder if that's like a wolfman right. thing. It would make sense that it is a, ra- yeah, uh, a wolf and race thing. I think it's happened to Wataru whenever he's getting like injured and he's fighting. Because it, it happened um, in the previous episode when he was getting beat up by Bear Fangire. Oh, well, we'll probably get more explanation later, even if we don't need it. And then pretty much the 86 side ends with uh, Atoya and Yuri having a moment. And then and then you're Evan and remind everybody that they don't get together. So, Yep. yep. I'm definitely wondering how this ends up at this point. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chris, here's a fun thing about the horribleness of this show. Uh-huh. We're gonna go. We're gonna skip a little bit ahead to the end of 2008. Just, just go ahead and get this out now. Yeah, but I'm just gonna put this out there. So you know how Mio and uh, Wataru have been having their nice little relationship thing going Uh, on, right? Yes. Okay. So, and and you noticed. uh, We'll we'll talk about this later. But Mio has the queen symbol on her. Do we actually see that? I didn't. The way she shows up yes. in the last scene, yes. I, it seemed it actually, like, are they indicating she's the queen? But it's, I believe, when she gets knocked it, down by the bear, it, it appears on oh no, her it's hand. when Nile fucking shoots at him. Yeah, but but that's not the important part. So, 
Queen has also said that the 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 Queen line is passed down through descendants. So Mio is a daughter or descendant of Queen. So is Wataru. Oh, interesting. There is now incest angle. <laughs> I did not even think about it like that. And I am super fucking worried that it's going to go the thing of, oh no, but, but, the, but, but no. Okay, yeah. So, but, but yeah, they're both from Queen, but they've got different dads. I totally interpreted so her okay. thing about like the power will be passed down to the next generation as just being like the Queen power will just go to another Fangire. I didn't really interpret it as meaning it will go to one of my descendants. I hope you're right, Chris. I guess we will find out. I, I <laughs> yeah, just had, we will find out. I later. have the answer of, eh, I'm not going to worry about it. She's going to be dead before that matters. <laughs> what? Yeah, probably. Wait, they're they're going to kill off Mio? Yeah, probably. I like Mio, though. I mean, the show doesn't have a good track record, so. Uh, <sighs> All right, let's get through the 2008. So speaking of that, 2008. So 2008 starts with Shinji just putting the necklace around um ryoko's neck and then he has a talk with the doctor and basically she gonna die yeah uh yeah doctor's like it's dramatically appropriate for her to die in this episode sorry bud yep chris what's that trope with that's based off the the women in the fridge uh women in refrigerators is that just the name of it of the way there yeah <gasps> are you talking about fridging a woman character? Yeah, that's that's this episode, dot text. Which it, it is literally a female character is introduced for the sole reason of advancing a male character's yeah. story. And having no actual character like this episode of their own. With Mio? Yeah, like yeah, like this with episode. Mio and with his and with Shinji's girlfriend, wife, I'm, Ryoko. I'm not sure if that applies to Shinji and Ryoko, just because like their story is a mutual tragedy. Like they both end up Having the same growth and death, essentially. But All right, what about Mio? It definitely though? applies for Mio. Yeah, okay. you're right. Chris, I would agree with you in episode 23. However, episode 24 shows that Ryoko is solely here so that Shinji can have his humanizing Fangire moment. Uh, you're right. She is a lot less active in 24 than she was she, in 23. She is only here so you can feel bad about Shinji. Eh, kind of. I mean, I guess I'm being it, nice to it because the it, that is what it feels. Their, send, like. their scene at the end of this episode is uh, genuinely good. It's one of those moments that is just it's uh, an easy an easy win because it, it it's almost always works whenever you make this scene. You know. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so after the doctor thing, we next see Wataru, Megumi, and Mio all celebrating a job well done uh, about the modeling. And Megumi suggests that Mayo should maybe think about doing modeling full-time. And Kara's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then Wataro starts finishing Megumi's sentences. And it's I, I think it basically parallels um, how Wataro, like grew in the early episodes where Megumi was doing pretty much the same thing with him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I actually really like this scene. Because Megumi's actress does this really good bit of physical acting where she oh, at realizes the, end of the conversation she realizes she should step away and then gets up and leaves well throughout the conversation she's like wait a minute she she's like okay Wataru, she is only paying attention to wataru's versions of my compliments she does not care about my compliments she's only listening to wataru saying the same thing oh, and she's yeah, kind also of that. 
She's kind of like rolling her eyes like I'm a professional model. But okay, whatever. <laughs> and yeah. then just leaves the scene because uh, she doesn't really need to interfere here. I, I I think it's pretty good that she that she leaves the scene. I thought that was pretty good. And then Mio's like, "Oh no, I don't want to do that, but I'll I'll use my new found being better at that. That's not better at things. My new found being more confident to get a job." And she does. Yeah. Which I worry that Wataru almost immediately made her lose. Yeah. Also <laughs> that, but that would be a weird twist. But yeah, I guess they could go that direction. It's probably fine. Uh, we then see Shinji stealing a wedding ring before cutting to Kengo chasing Butaru, trying to get some details on his love life with Mio. Okay, how so... The f- how the fuck did he steal that wedding ring? Okay, I don't know, but... I, I have I have been in a store like that. You don't... You can't just grab it and run. Right. Well, Even in he's 2008. He's a fan guy and he's in Japan. Yeah. But, I guess. Evan, you weren't here for this, but I did math. Okay. <laughs> so, the ring was 1,447,800 yen. Converted, converted to USD in, today, in today's money is $13,176 and some cents. But, I went the step further. I went to see what the exchange rate was back in July of 2008. When this episode came out, and it's thirteen thousand eight hundred seventy-one and like eighty cents. Oh, so probably just, a bit more work than you needed to do there, but good job. But I did it. Good job, Garrett. Thank you. Um. So anyway, well, well, Ken goes being a dude and trying to get the dude details about dating from Taru. Uh, Nago's chasing Shinji, and then Kengo goes and jumps in. And that's fine. Uh, Shinji turns into a bear, fi- bear fangar form and escapes right away, though. And then we see him back at the hospital where he puts the ring on Ryoko's finger and talks about how he, I guess, like, feels the need to make up for the last 22 years. And mm. Ryoko's like, but no, like, you're here. That That's the part that matters. Like, don't you understand? Fine. Don't don't worry about me dying. It's okay. It's just... We've been together. I've been happy. No, but I'm failing. But I'm but I'm happy. No, but I failed. Uh yeah, I mean, if he wasn't like a weird a emotional fangire, I mean this would sort of make sense. I mean, watching a loved one pass away is not easy. (laughs) No, it's not. It's just but yeah, he's it's presented in kind of a weird way here. I think we did skip a little bit of a scene earlier in the episode where Kengo and Wataru have a conversation about the fact that Kengo is still a little mad at Wataru about stealing the girl he was wanted to date. Oh, yeah, I mean... Quote, unquote, stealing when he'd never t- spoken to her once, right. ever. I, but, but, like the bro there, code, but it's not really actual stealing. He just broke the bro code. <laughs> But Kengo's fine. Fucking <laughs> Kengo's fine. He he's training with Nago now, so whatever. He doesn't have time for women. Right, right. Okay, yeah. This was this happened like immediately before that scene where they Which is which is bad. I immediately feel bad after saying that. Kengo and Nago <laughs> confront the, the Fangair guy. Kengo's getting bad habits from Nago. He is. He's becoming a worse person because of Nago's bad influence. Because he also 
he does do the thing too. He's like, oh, I can't think about girls now. I gotta train with Nago. No <laughs> time to be horny. Happens. Must be angry. <laughs> um. So then, Wataru like followed the bear fan guyer and is like peeking in, and then they go outside in the hallway to have to have like a talk. Right. And so he kind of explains the stealing thing. It's not a very satisfying answer, I don't think. I mean, I think what this explanation makes sense to Wataru, because Wataru has also done a lot of weird, random shit when he didn't know what he should be doing. Right. So, I mean, I think... like, he's sympathetic to the guy's situation? Yeah, it's like, he kind of rationalizes it to... He wants to be able to give his wife these things when he knows it's the end and that he feels bad for not being able to do it before. I think right. that's how I read it. Um, the important bit is Wataru's like, Hey, does she know you're a fan guy though? And he's like, nah, man, can't do that. Um, spoilers. You find out it doesn't matter. Yeah, they imply that she knew a while ago. Yeah. Her um, makeup is also, like, uh, th- they use, like, uh, this uh, makeup technique to make her look like she's, you know, dying and stuff in the future sections. Because uh, it's the same actresses in the past, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. The makeup works better in some scenes than others. In some it looks good, and in some it looks pretty, pretty janky. In, in some it looks like... Hey, I've gone to I've gone to Disney World for their Halloween thing, and it's the end of the night, and the person's been out there all day in this. <laughs> and it's it, at, at one point you could tell it was good, but they've just been doing it all day, and it's <laughs> good comparison. Yep. Uh, so then their conversation is interrupted by Ryoko coming out into the hall, and it's like, "Hey, though that tree." that we planted and then she basically she pretty much begs shinji to to take her to see that tree one last time and wataru's like you know what this is what i'm doing this episode i'm gonna help with this right um so then he tries to flag down a taxi which he fails at but then mio <laughs> happens a gay to taxi, drive up by the way it, it's just very it's rainbow decorated when it drives by it's like oh i, I guess that was the gay people taxi it's just strictly as weird. Um, but then, luckily for him, uh, Mio then drives up in like a van, and she explains that she got a job doing delivery for a bento shop. Mm-hmm. And Car's like, "That's great, but can you help me out real quick?" Okay, so having worked as a delivery driver, <laughs> you for can't a just stop years. doing a delivery in the middle of the delivery. This girl is fired. <laughs> You don't let people, while you're on delivery, people cannot get in your car at all. So she's getting reprimanded, she's getting written up, she may get fired. It's probably not going to happen because the show won't think about it, but I'm sitting here going, no, Mio, no, you have to make your deliveries, what are you doing? You are losing money. I thought it was more weird that Mio was driving in the first place. Uh, Why? Yeah, she doesn't seem like the person that would have a, a driver's license, especially in Japan. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah. just thought that was weird. I'm just like, people in Japan don't drive. 
I mean, sometimes. Which, like, which, like, I get that, not often. that they do. I understand that, <laughs> but that's just not so, that's not something that's common. I have seen. No, that's a bad joke, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. I have seen Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> it's like having a, a forklift license in America. Like it's not unusual, but just a lot of people don't have it because you don't need it. Maybe that's a bad comparison, but. I should get one now just to be like, I have one, though. I can get one through work. A CDL would have been a better comparison. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, Wataru asks for the favor, and next scene, they're at the place where they planted the tree. Tree's super big. Um, Shinji and Ryoko have a moment. Uh, Shinji tries to confess his Fangire secret. Yeah, Fangire's secret. Ryoko's like, no, 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 I, I knew already. She comments about how she was happy this whole time, and, and then she I dies. I really do like, I like <laughs> some of the editing in this music because it's it's a pretty good like emotional emotionally manipulative music bit where they've got you know the very it's a violin piece too. Yeah, they've got a really nice sweet violin piece, you know, bittersweet violin piece playing. It's very obviously this woman is dying, and right after she says that she's happy, the music stops. And she's dead. <laughs> and okay, this is gonna sound bad, but as the soon as the music stopped and she like flopped over, me and Rachel like fucking busted up laughing. <laughs> we could not stop fucking yeah, laughing. Yeah, I can see why. It's, it's such an on the nose, like a romance literature trope to have like the plot murder the the woman at this point. Like it is so tropey. It's so standard. It's it is. It is blatant emotional manipulation, and it got me because I am very easily emotionally manipulated by media. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, I hate that I'm crying. I was like, I feel so bad, but also this is really fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah so he, she dies. It's sad. Yeah. And then Nago shows yeah. up and fucks it up. And then uh, Nago yeah. shows up immediately after to ruin the moment. Like, yeah, Nago's uh, like, oh, you're mourning your dead wife? Well, some minor jewelry theft is more important than that. Yeah, so then... Well, it's it's he knows he's a fangire now. He's like, oh, well, no, you're a fangire, so you're literally incapable of love. Yeah, so then you. Bear Fangire runs at him, and then they fight some. Uh, Nago nearly shoots Mio and Wataru during this fight because he don't give no fucks. You know... Um, Naga reminds me of like when characters in comic books will be like, ghosts don't exist. I don't believe in the supernatural. Because he's constantly like, fangires don't have emotions. They can't feel things. Despite fucking constantly seeing that happening right in front of him. No, it's, it's a trick, dude. <laughs> Naga's bad. He's he's a dumb character. Uh, Chris, it's just a trick so that they can trick humans. Yeah, that's uh -huh. how that works. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so Nago nearly shoots Miho and Wataru. They get knocked over, and then Shinji notices the the queen mark that shows up on Mio's hand, and then he's like, "You betrayed me," and thinking he um he was set up, and then he basically wins against Ixa at this point. Like Ixa's gone now. Yeah, for some yeah, like Ixa disappears. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where he goes. He just beats up Ixa and then runs after Wataru and Mio, and then. He takes Mio and, like, is, like, choking her, kind of, and then ends up, like, throwing her against a tree and knocking her out, which then sets the fuck off of Wataru. Wataru gets mired. 
With Taru, he gets so mad. Yeah, Taru gets mad. And he transforms into Kiva, and then we cut to the castle, and the castle starts shaking. And Riki's just like, "Oh, Tesselot's activating or whatever. That's cool." And Jiro's like, "Oh yeah, I must be reacting to Wataru's feelings." Go back and see Wataru getting beaten up. Uh, I was assuming Tatsulot is the name of the castle, like it's Camelot, but Tatsulot. No, I... the castle's Castle Doran. Oh well, then what the heck is Tatsulot? Tatsulot is the little bug. It's that the came cute dragon. Out. Oh, okay. Wait, it's a dragon. Not it looked a like a dragon to me. It does look kind of dragonish. I thought it was like a Hercules beetle. Oh, I thought it was like a dragon. Because, like, it's from Dragon Castle. That's true. All right. That's a lot. Uh, what's... Oh, my... Yeah, no, yeah. it is a little dragon. D- did you either you remember what Tatsu means? I no. feel like I know, but I can't remember. No. I mean, a Tatsu is the spinning spinning kick that Ryu and Ken do. <gasps> Tatsumaki Senpakyu. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, spinning kick... Spinning kick a lot. I I think it's spin or whirlwind or something. That sounds maybe right. So that happens in the castle. Meanwhile, Wataru goes into his base form and gets beat up. Um, Kavat yells at him for not fighting well. And then we cut back to the castle and the new new toy comes in and wants to make a dramatic appearance. And then it flies off to Wataru. Uh, It has a very different sort of voice than the other characters. It has it's a bit... flamboyantly, like, a feet voice, uh, yeah. or a fet voice, uh, which is pretty fun in comparison to a lot of the other characters who are super serious. Okay, uh, Tatsu is dragon. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I, I know the reference. This is, a, it's, uh, it's Lancelot, but with dragon instead of Lance. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Wataru is obviously the King Arthur character in this motif. Right. So then, Tatsulat huh. flies with Taru, and an Emperor form happens. Emperor form's real cool. We'll talk about it in a minute. I figure we'll just finish the episode real quick, because it's yeah, almost over. Um, so Emperor happens. Emperor fights. Emperor's real cool. He he, he wins. Um, but Bear Guy does not explode right away. He gets to explode from irony later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I don't I think I think Wataru purposefully didn't shatter him. Right, yeah. Maybe that makes sense. I mean, he could have done it presumably cuz he's done it with regular Kiva form. Presumably Emperor could do it easily enough. That's true. Um so yeah, Wataru wins and then he's like, "Hey, wait. Mio's gone. Where's Mio?" Um we find out shortly. But then um, Shinji is able to crawl back to where Ryoko is dead and holds her hand one last time, saying that they will always be together before he turns into the glass yeah. shards and then explodes. He, he like, reaches out towards her face and has a vision of her when she was, you know, healthy. Yeah, it has a hallucination. It's fun. It's, uh, it's dramatically effective, even though it's super played out. But I still was kind of like, oh. Poor guy. Yeah, it's a little... And then the episode ends with fucking Mio coming out of nowhere and looking evil as fuck watching this happen. Right. Looking looking yeah. like Queen. Uh, in case you missed the Queen symbol on the hand, like which I did, uh, this is definitely indicating that she is the next Queen. Whoa. Either, 
either she is a reincarnation of Queen, or she's just the one with her powers, or we're actually going the horrible incest route and she's Queen's daughter. I mean, daughter. reincarnation's also bad, because then... Yeah, reinca- reincarnation is also yeah, bad because it's be like, too. hey, <laughs> hey there, Oedipus Kiva, how you doing? I mean, I've seen weirder stuff, but yeah, it's it would still be weird. Yeah. Yeah, but Emperor's real cool, though. Yeah. Okay. Emperor is real cool. I hate that Emperor is so fucking cool. <laughs> Why do I you hate, hate it? it? Because it's in I Kiva. love Emperor Kiva. Because I love Emperor Kiva, and it needs to be okay, in a yeah. different I think, fucking uh, Kamen Rider uh, show. We ran into this one before we even started this podcast. Because uh, when I was when we started originally, I was we were picking out Common uh, Rider Sonas, and I immediately gravitated towards some of the Kiva ones because they're amazing. And Garrett Garrett was like, uh, "Kiva's bad though." At the time, I was like, "But but maybe I'll like it." <laughs> but but he looks so cool. He's like the wing. Okay, so when Tatsalot comes out, it like. There are these closed wings over it's Wataru's dope, shoulders yeah. that are that are that are his pauldrons, and Totsalot comes by and like smacks them so that they open. And he, the wings open. He, he breaks all of the chains on Kiva's normal form. Is what he does. Yeah, like uh, yeah, normal oh, he, he Kiva is the chained. chain, huh? Yeah, norm, normal Kiva is chained Kiva, and he breaks all the chains. So you you know the opening unleashed. is called "Break the Chain," right? I, I do. I do okay. know that. That's okay. why I Good. phrased it that way. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, he looks like a cool Dracula. It's freaking great. He's got golden pauldron or golden greaves up the legs and gloves, and he's all bedecked in gold. And his chest plate is now just got big red bat wings on it. And it's <sighs> puffed up so like cool. it's got a ru- like a like a ruffle under his chin. And he's got a fucking cape. Oh god, yeah, the the thing, they flash in as the, when his mask changes, they, like, zoom in on the mask and show bats enter the mask, and it, like, forms a moon shape ob- above his eyes. And then, like, he does the, okay, the super awesome thing, no matter how many times I see this, I will always love it. He throws his left arm back dramatically, and a, a cape appears flying out of his back. It's super cool. It is it. well. It's the hand because Tesla like becomes like a wrist device on his hand. It's oh, I didn't me, even it, realize it, to that. To me, it looks like a tiny, like almost like a tiny buckler. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I love that he does it with that hand, and the cape comes out. It's super cool. I super love wrist devices. Wrist devices are really cool in Common Rider space. I do like that Tatsula. It becomes like a little roulette, so he pulls, and it rolls like a lottery to choose the power. So yeah, Kavats attack. Yeah, Kavat's no longer the finisher activator. It's now Tessalot. And then, uh-huh. I, I don't think it's spoilers, but the other ones are the other colors for the other forms. The other what's? The other colors for the other forms. So there's blue for wolf, green oh, for... Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. the other selections that Tessalot can go through. He's got four different final attacks now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, you pull a little... He pulls a little plastic arrow on the thing, and it spins around a, yeah. a special move selector. That uh, I'm immediately like, that is extremely toyetic, and I want one. <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Kavat's eyes are also rainbowy in this form, so that's a nice touch. Yeah, which is weird. I feel like it should have done that when we went into the 
the, the dog, dog pile, pile form. form. Yeah. I'm glad that, that we call it that now. <laughs> I'm glad we have a name for it, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't remember what Kavat's eyes look like in that form, though, so I'm going to look that up. I think they just possibly. look like the regular red eyes he always has. Oh, that's boring. Oh, you're right, though. They saved the cool eye effect for Emperor form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his rider kick is a double kick, a double-legged kick, where, like fangs come out of the side of each of his legs and like bash the thing that he's kicking as he flies into it yeah so he does a double kick and he uses both feet instead of the one foot when he does it now right and so then when it's together and the wings are out it looks like a bat yeah he he is less like a bat and more like a dracula now yeah i mean which is fine yeah it i love it emperor kiva's so great Emperor Kiva's pretty cool. Uh, I know there's a Dark Emperor Kiva later on that's even cooler, but we'll get there eventually. Oh yeah, there's one of those too. Uh, preview for the next episode looks pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, Jiro's awful. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jiro, I hope his his weird incel psychotic break is gonna make him act like less of a dick from now on. I mean, I feel like it kind of has to because like he lives in the castle in the future right presumably he lives in the castle and seems like he wants wataru to succeed in whatever he's doing so i'm guessing this is the beginning of that transformation well it's there's also the thing that there they've they've had jiro in the future has had lines specifically about how he made a promise to yeah right so we got to get there. We're got to get to that. Later. And I think they used him as the the character the, the character who was from Kiva when Zia in Zio when the Kiva episode happened. So presumably Jiro is going to make some sort of change that would make him appropriate for that or something. Yeah. So I think that's why I still think Nago is worst, and then Jiro is second worst. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Um. Uh, Queen Queen is real cool. I real like past Queen. She's real cool. Yeah, I really hope they don't do the thing where as soon as one hundred percent going to get ruined, horribly ineffective and everything. But it's hundred percent going to happen. I <laughs> Kiva is exactly the sort of show where that would happen. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. We did. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that went well. We talked about Kiva. Anyway, uh, this is a show on the internet at journeythroughthecast dot com. Where, on the website, it's probably going to look super different and new, because we're currently uh, switching hosts, so... We are. I but, did, This is news to me. Yeah. Okay. I did this. None of you know, but we're moving to Fireside. Oh, that's cool. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right, because Fletch got back to me about my Fireside profile. Were, were they, uh... Yeah, I, is this because they have, like, it's better if you get multiple shows through them, and you've got a couple? Um... It it basically the the point where it matters is three shows. Uh-huh. So spoilers, there's a third show coming. Right. I think you mentioned it in the previous episode. Did I? I guess I don't know if Fletch cut that or not. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if I did. If I mentioned Sonic Comics on air. I might have mentioned it off air, but I remember you bringing it up, but okay. yeah, that could have been off air, I guess. Well, anyway, so the site might look different, but there's still going to be links to all of those things, like emails, and Twitters, and things like that. I've been seeing someone on my Twitter timeline post a, a 
clips from the Sonic comic pretty regularly. This is kind of making me want to read it. Are you sure it's not just me clicking like on them? It might be. It might be. Because that might just be me. <laughs> it might be. Um. Yeah, and we'll be back next time with more whatever we do for the show. <laughs> yeah. More Comet Rider, at least. Kiva, probably. Probably Kiva. We should do more Kiva. We should do more Kiva. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch more Decade or Zio. Yeah, Zio Zio's an interesting one too because we're almost done with Zio. We are pretty close to being done with Zio. Yeah, we have like what three, five more episodes. I think like I think like three more episodes where we do two. Yeah, just about. Yeah, we recorded to forty four. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's like forty nine. Yeah, so three episodes left. Yeah. Oh man. Anywho. Zio's a better show than, than Kiva. I mean, I like Zio a lot. I understand that's controversial among some Kamen Rider fans, but I don't care, because Zio's fun. That's fine. Are there are people that don't like Zio? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've heard a fair amount of negativity about Zio. I can see why, but... I mean, eh. yeah, like, it's not an elegant show at all, <laughs> but, uh... I, I, it's fun. It's kitchen sink approach to literally everything, as, uh... Kind of jives with the genre for me. Whenever I think about Geo, I'm just like, man, those wizard episodes were way better than they should have been. <laughs> yeah, they were. Oh, I need to watch more wizard. Um, yeah. So we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Bye. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>